0: What kind of music do you like?
1: Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. Ask me if I get a shit.
0: Is this a bunch of crap? Get your facts
1: straight. What a twist. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode number thirty-one of the Silver Emotion Podcast. Uh, My name is Will, and I am your host. And with me today is uh, Stephen. How you doing?
2: I'm doing all right. I know those guys well. They're a right couple of bastards. Okay,
1: so uh, today we're going to be talking about the Studio Ghibli film uh, When Marnie Was There
2: year was that was that 2014
1: it was 2014 the u.s release was probably 2015 something like that
2: yeah probably <laughs>
1: sounds about right does it matter no it doesn't matter yeah. I d- we're I d- in the right decade yeah i we do i do know that the the original release date was 2014 so mm-hmm. this uh is currently the final film of studio ghibli uh there is another one in the works um have you heard about that
2: um I'm not sure what one that is. There was there was that weird red turtle one, that was in theaters a little while ago. Yes, yeah, that's, that's um, that wasn't really made by Ghibli. was no, it? No, it was
1: like a co-production. Yeah, it was involved um, with. Yeah, I don't even know if they did animation or anything on it. They, I, again, <laughs> I vaguely know the story. There's something where, like a Russian animator or a Polish some european ish uh animator made a short movie called The Red Turtle. Miyazaki loved it and then there was some kind of thing where they like decided to co-produce a feature version, but I don't know if Ghibli actually like worked on it physically or if they yeah. just um
2: yeah, I just I heard they were involved in it and that was like, "Oh, that's interesting. I should watch that at some point." and that... <laughs> Think I was too lazy about getting to it, but
1: I believe it is uh, a silent film in that there's no talking.
2: Yeah, I kind of I think I'd heard that too. Yeah. So
1: that intrigues me. Yeah. Um, no, the 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 next Ghibli movie is is Miyazaki's return uh, to the directing chair. He just he just, got he got of tired of sitting around. Um, I good. guess while he was sitting around on his in his retirement. He was working on a short movie uh, for the Ghibli Museum, as he has done in the past. Um, it's, it's something about a caterpillar, some the name somebody, the caterpillar, and then while he was doing that, he said, "Hey, I want to make this a feature." <laughs> well, why not?" So I guess they're currently uh, in production.
2: Well, uh, I guess I'll see it when it comes <laughs> out. Certainly won't see it beforehand. No,
1: no, no. I mean, unless you get that exclusive interview with with (laughs) Miyazaki. (laughs)
2: Go there and uh, just watch it all in half-finished animation.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Or just (laughs) grab the DeLorean and and take off. (laughs) There you go, yeah.
1: Hit 88 miles an hour and uh, catch it in the future.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, so when Marnie was there, it was directed by a guy that I can't, remember his name his name is Hiromasa Yone <laughs> all right a little less stuttering next time but <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I don't know that's how he pronounces his name yeah. I guess Yeah, I know. that sounds right so all right we got uh approval from <laughs> Stephen so it's it must be right anyway, so. all right so um when Marnie was there did you like it
2: um yeah was, it was an interesting one. I think I like it a lot because it it plays with point of view. And I always like stories that play with point of view. And that you aren't really sure whether Anna is dreaming or hallucinating or just making stuff up or whether it's actually happening.
1: This, yeah. So yeah.
2: you aren't really sure if perspective is accurate to what you're actually seeing. And that kind of always intrigues me on on trying to play with what is true and what is not, so
1: yeah, there was a lot of that where it was unclear. <laughs> it seemed p- fairly clear that it wasn't actually happening, right. but at the same time, there was a lot of stuff going on that would then kind of say, "Oh, maybe it is, yeah, I don't know, and, and so yeah, there was a lot of questioning yeah, so, that I was doing too
2: and and most of it wasn't. Really questioning whether it was real or fictitious, but what ways it was fictitious, and like, is yes, it was. I mean, there's kind of big clues early on that it's a ghost story, and so you're kind of like, okay, is this like a ghost or a hallucination? Was this an outside entity or is this something in her head? That's yeah, so piecing together exactly how that fit together was uh, kind of the interesting part of it, and
1: yeah, they did kind of. St- Act like it was, or not act, but just there was uh, moments where I thought they were definitely hinting at ghosts because they are, they mention ghosts. Yeah, I the, think
2: her uncle, I guess that she's staying with, is he's always he's loving ghost stories and all the like the mansion. He says, "Oh, there's ghosts there." Right. Oh, he's like, "Oh, there's ghosts there," and so it's like, "Okay, we're we're going into a ghost story." That was right. The only thing that popped in my head when he started talking about that.
1: I will say that I never bought into that they were ghosts though for some reason i just i was just like no nah, it's not they don't you know something about it just made me say it's not ghosts <laughs> now do you think that they accurately or not accurate but just like do you think that they exposed everything that it uh was or could have been or because i don't think that they really explained exactly no, no what it, it was
2: i think even after watching the film i think you still can debate whether it was actually a ghost or not yeah it's, it's like was marnie this outside influence with its with her own you know persona acting on her own or was she just this image that anna came up with is still kind of a you can debate it either way i think you can right. for it so it's still very kind of vague yeah and I liked that yeah yeah. because I
1: don't like when stuff is super explained
2: yeah it was kind of it's still up to interpretation and how you (laughs) think it would work yeah so that that makes it a lot more interesting and gives it more thought staying power I guess it it can you can think about it for a while after you watched it still and
1: right because there's yeah you're part of the experience you're not just being told a story Mm -hmm. you know you're like you're an active participant.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was good in that way. I mean I kinda saw a lot of it coming. Uh-huh. At the same time it was like seeing how it, like I I often like watching a movie the second time around. Yes. Yeah. Just because now I can see how they're putting the pieces together to get to the ending that I yeah. don't know of. And so and with this one, like, I kind of saw where it was going, at least to a certain degree. And <clears throat> so I kind of enjoyed watching it. Like, I, it felt almost like I was watching it a second time. I was like, oh, that's going to... So this piece is here to support this part of the plot. Okay. And so I'm watching it being constructed, and that process kind of fascinates me, too, just as I, I just like narrative and seeing how it functions, so just watching that build up and what evidence they were putting in for different things was always fun and interesting. So yeah.
1: did you find it slow at all?
2: It was kind of slow, especially at the beginning.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I the, I, the
2: beginning kind of was a little bit harder to get through and it, and later on it kind of built up momentum for me.
1: Yeah. For me, the movie grabbed me almost immediately <laughs> Because, um, I don't know if it's the first lines, but there's, she's in the, the playground. playground and she's sitting there drawing and everybody else is playing and she's just there by herself and she, she talks about, uh, the circles of there's people inside the circle and there's people outside the circle and, um, she's outside the circle and she hates herself immediately i was like i'm on board
2: (laughs) yeah yeah she's very identifiable uh, her personality and and her outlook on things is is very identifiable to me and it it felt like i could relate to the girl right from the start
1: yeah right from there it's like okay i get it i've I've been there i know that
2: And, and i like the visual structure of that too where she's talking about people in the circle and out of the circle, and the playground is structured like a circle. It is, yes. Yeah. He's sitting on this bench right outside of it in the shade, and everybody else is in the sun with all the... And so it was very visually reflective of that metaphor.
1: Yes, I I I agree with that. And I will say, though, maybe halfway through the movie, I mean, the circle thing was in my head the whole time, so I was constantly, like, thinking about it while the movie was going on. But I kept thinking would it have been better to not say anything about the circles and let it remain ambiguous and something that that people would just pick up on is that because traditionally um like in screenwriting or whatever they say narration is is bad it's a poor way to tell a story right. and it should just be taken away, you know, they to f- first time writers they're always like, "Ah, don't use your narration," even though tons of stuff uses yeah, narration. narration
2: is, can use it very effectively if it's done right.
1: Yeah, and so I was questioning whether it was a good idea to to have that there or not. And I finally came around to like, "No, it should have been there because otherwise like all these things would have been there in the movie, but I don't know that I would have unpacked it all within that first viewing right (laughs) and so I I, I ultimately came around to it
2: yeah I think I think it also kind of works because it's not just saying like oh I'm an outcast yeah she's doing it in a way that is in and of itself artistic in a way that is yes more functional than just she's not just blurting it out in some kind of (laughs) (laughs) like Hi, I'm like shy and lonely. Please, somebody love me. <laughs> you know, would, you know what kind of narration with that. Be? Yes.
1: No. No. Yeah. It's it's much. <laughs> it's handled much more uh, eloquently than that. <laughs> That's for sure.
2: Yeah. It's, it was. And there, there's also kind of that. Theist, like at least in that first minute, where she's she's drawing and like she's kind of reluctant to show people her artwork and she's very, you know, just kind of protective of it, but she's, like, more like it's not trusting of these other, and when she's starting to open up to the teacher who wants to see her artwork, then something else goes on, like some kid in the background falls over, and he gets distracted, and it's just, like, and you can see that kind of, even though she doesn't really want to show him, she kind of really did, and it's kind of, like, saddens her that now it's, like, she's, feeling left out of everything deliberately rather than just being there.
1: Yeah. She's outside the circle, wanting to be in the circle and to be um, included. Mm -hmm. And as I was thinking about these circles, almost everything in the movie can be seen in these uh, circles like her family and her extended sort of the family that she goes to visit and the townspeople and just all of these things. She's always kind of outside of everything. Right. Um. I don't know that I have any <laughs> <laughs> like real point to that.
2: One thing I was looking at, like after that first couple of minutes where it's so visually clear that she's outside of this circle. I'm yes. Thinking, like for circles, for like the first part of the movie to just see like, where else they were trying to put in, visually, the symbols, and I I just kind of lost track of that metaphor and forgot about it. Oh, okay. So I wasn't looking for it, per se, and so I kind of didn't see anything obvious that jumped out at me as, like... Because I kind of expected there to be just circular objects
1: Uh in the
2: film, and I didn't notice any, really.
1: Yeah, I don't know that that there's...
2: Since you were apparently paying more attention to that.
1: I was thinking about it a lot, yeah. I don't remember specific circle visuals um it's more like like um she's outside of the circle at school she comes home she's definitely not um like really uh close with her family and then you learn that she's adopted and so then she's removed from that like nuclear family a little bit she feels that she's outside of that mm-hmm. and then she goes to visit goes to the the, the seaside town to right. to help her asthma and then she's kind of you know thrown into another situation where she doesn't know people and the the aunt and uncle she seems to like them but she's still she doesn't feel necessarily like it's her home she doesn't feel like she belongs there completely yeah and so like there's just tons of stuff like that and then um like the 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 uh the fisherman guy with with the beard oh yeah yeah real quiet and like I don't remember there's something where like the kids are there and they're all doing something at the at the shore yeah. and then they're like making fun of the the guy right. cuz he's quiet or something and then she immediately like falls in with him and and they're like immediate friends without saying anything because right. they're both like outside of that normal circle of normal people or whatever. Right. Stuff like that just um the way characters were put together and things like that. Um, I don't know. I feel like there was other things, but I don't think I wrote them down. Um, Yeah,
2: I mean, I noticed all of that as kind of reinforcing her character. Yeah. And it's just, I never really was consciously thinking of the magic circle metaphor that she was using at the beginning at that time. It was just like, it's obvious that she's not attached to this, uh, society that she's found herself in, but,
1: that, eh, that's what going on? Yeah, no, I would, it is obvious, but it, to me, I was just, um, I don't know, I like to break things down like that. Is
2: my voice showing up there at all much?
1: It's very quiet.
2: Yeah. Huh. I'm not like, talking right into the mic here, so.
1: I would get closer.
2: Okay, there we are. It needs to be. Aimed a bit better at me, I guess. There we go. I can actually see squiggles when I talk, so.
1: Another circle that I wrote (laughs) down was just um, being an introvert versus an extrovert, where introverts are in their head, and the head is a a form of a circle inside (laughs) the circle, and then the extroverts are, are... outside in their own like the world circle right, right. anyway i don't know yeah, that just random thoughts that that's I
2: actually had. kind of interesting since uh so much of this takes place in her head of it the does. whole stuff with marnie so that's actually an interesting point of being introverted and in her own head and all of that interaction taking place in her head
1: yeah because you they never spell out how the stuff with Marnie is really playing out, and there's the implication that it could be ghosts. There's a part at the end where it seems like it could be something that she's remembering.
2: Yeah, yeah. They they put in that that it could just be foggy memories right. that she's
1: reliving. That yeah, that she was, you know, or um, yeah. I mean, not reliving internally. Right, and acting, you know, yeah. right, yeah, and so you never really know, and I, I like that.
2: Yeah, it, it gives it something to think about.
1: I would say overall, I wasn't super like crazy about it, but right. I definitely liked it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't I know, know that, that I would, would want to like go back and watch it again and again, but it, it's enter- it was entertaining. It was a good story, and told pretty well. So yeah. I enjoyed it. it was good time. <laughs> See how many ways we can reiterate that and <laughs> Yeah, I don't
1: I'm just trying to think of anything else um with this movie.
2: Yeah, it's kind of hard to talk more about it without just flagrantly like spoiler territory of just discussing exactly what's going on.
1: Yeah, and I don't even know that that would. I mean, I don't know that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, if it would even be necessary to to drill down on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's a lonely girl who goes to a resort town, kind of not really a resort, but off in the distance, town away from home, and kind of finds the peace of mind that she's been looking for.
1: Yes, yeah. I. The one thing that I didn't like about the ending, I will say this, as an as an introvert, I didn't like the implication of the <laughs> ending that that kind of was the idea that that uh you can't be an introvert and be happy. Yeah, <laughs> like she, I can see that. She yeah. finds some kind of identity and then she seems to sort of morph a little bit into being more extroverted and I guess I guess that I mean <laughs> Maybe it's just I have a chip on my shoulder, but... <laughs> no, no, I um I kind of agree with you there. <laughs> I just feel like... I don't know. I, I'm probably drilling it too, too... I don't know how to say it. Um, I'm being too hard on it, I guess. Yeah, and I don't
2: know that I was thinking of it in terms of her becoming extroverted so much as conquering the... Uh, fears that she had of being ostracized from the rest of society, and that it was yeah. that there were that she could have friends, and that there's there was there wasn't some uh, any restriction placed upon her per se. It was her own decisions, I guess, and more more of it going all more of it was just all going on in her head rather than outside of what her problems were, and that overcoming that was her own personal struggle that didn't really involve anyone else and
1: yeah i like that yeah yeah no definitely you've uh parted the clouds (laughs) in my brain yeah no that that, that's that's the thing the problem was hers yeah not everyone else's and she had to deal with it she dealt with it and now she can uh enter society as uh, an individual individual (laughs) right <laughs> um and and just be herself yeah regardless of introvert extrovert
2: right and so that's how i was kind of seeing yeah it no anyway. that's yeah. that's
1: that's how to look at it that's the way to do it yeah thank right. you <laughs> <laughs> just cleared that up all right i'm sorry uh studio ghibli for saying i didn't like that part of the ending (laughs) now that Uh, please don't uh call off our exclusive interview (laughs) (laughs) with miyazaki
2: Uh, (laughs) the, the part that i was kind of not too keen on in the ending was that um there's a little subplot in there that it kind of implies to be pretty important to why she's having her problems of um it seems she's getting some kind of like welfare check or something yes. for uh, her parents are to help support her. And there's kind of like it at the end. It's just like a couple lines, and oh, it's gone. Like it's just like wait, that that's it. Uh, okay, and like it just kind of felt just oh, we have this thing we need to resolve. Um,
1: here it's resolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did get cleared up pretty quickly, <laughs> and. I can't remember exactly the order of the events, because if she like cleared up her problem before that, then she was feeling okay about it or feeling loved. Yeah, I think that was by the mother to it. be like, oh no, it's okay. I I understand now or whatever yeah
2: i think that was kind of it because the the mother tells her about it and then she's just like immediately like yes i i knew about it i understand it da, 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 da. right and it's kind of like okay that was kind of sudden but you'd, you'd kind of seen i guess that was more like a that was the expression of of her mental growth is that she now understands that but it just seemed like that was just a sudden and arbitrary just jump right there no it mm-hmm. does go
1: super fast yeah
2: and especially with the slower pace of the film, you'd think it would have eased that in a little yeah, more. But... A li- yeah,
1: no, definitely, because that is kind of a, a a big part of her unhappiness when she finds that.
2: Right. It kind of it kind of thinks that that's underpinning why she's having problems with her family relationships right. and that she thinks of it as a contract rather than emotional and that's kind of why she thinks she's being ostracized yeah so it was kind of weird to just have that thrown out at the end is just quick
1: right it's like somebody (laughs) i doubt they did this because animation takes a long time but but you know somebody was like hey we forgot to tie this up (laughs) (laughs) quick animate it No, just a couple of lines. Who cares? (laughs) Just got to tie that thread up. We don't want anybody to say that we didn't do it. Yeah. I doubt it. Uh, Unless
2: that conversation was animated to be a completely different conversation. And then they went, wait, cut out this conversation. We need to put in this one.
1: (laughs) Record a couple lines and throw it in there. We only have enough animation for two lines. (laughs) Say it quick.
2: Uh... but yeah I mean there's and one of the other things I thought of of this was um there's there's a line in there of of the grandma telling Anna when she's a little baby that she's never going to let her be alone and or to be unloved or whatever and and so it kind of felt like that's that's more leaning in like the ghost interpretation of things is that her ghost comes back to fulfill that promise and to enact that in a way that so she can go in and help Anna uh, overcome that, rather than seeing her suffer. And so, it was, I kind of saw that as like the ghost interpretation of it is. Okay. And then, of course, there's the whole maybe Anna's just remembering things and right. all the other and, things. But
1: I mean, if she's remembering it, she's got one hell of a memory. <laughs> yeah, better than ours. And, that's and an sure. imagination. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, definitely better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't take much, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I
2: sure as hell can't remember three years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean she's a little kid, mm-hmm. and to just have a, that kind of photographing, just recall all this stuff, it's a stretch.
2: Yeah, yeah. I it's mean kind I of... buy
1: it because I'm like I didn't think that there would be any supernatural elements at all in this movie. I thought it was just a straight drama when I started it, and so Mm -hmm. I was happy to see some supernatural stuff. And I'll, you know, if she if it is that she remembers it, I buy into it. It's fine, right? It is a little (laughs) 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 like hard to believe, but I don't care because it's a fantasy. But right, that's kind of like I kind of wonder if
2: this kind of qualifies as magical realism if it's kind of slips into that genre. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: sounds like a. It could go in there.
2: Yeah, I think that's probably a good classification for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no magic per se, but uh, you could say that her memories are magical. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, even if you go that way, that's like that's <laughs> an incredible memory for it. But yeah, there's also just so much of the way she's interacting with it, even if it is her memories. Yeah, the the because like, she believes it to be genuinely happening. And there's several points where she's, you know, clearly expecting Marnie to be a physical person. Yes. And so it seems like there's at least something supernatural going on there, even if it's not the ghost of her grandma coming back to
1: <laughs> yeah, do and, things. Well, and that was the thing, too. She'd have all these uh, adventures, and then people would just find her, like, oh, she's just passed out in the middle of forest right on a road <laughs> like did did she just what hallucinate it all <laughs> yeah it's yeah, like like, <laughs> like what's going on <laughs> like how did this happen like yeah how, yeah like how did she get out there what is going right on? Like it's not like and she had a you know experience where that led her there and then she just fell over or whatever it's just very strange i don't know i'd right. have to watch it again i guess to...
2: yeah and then there's, there's some weird scene where her sh- where she loses a shoe and she goes out and she finds it again it's just sitting on a post like yeah y- you wouldn't have lost it there it's like if somebody had to have like deliberately placed that there so you're kind of yeah. like where did that come from how did this come about so it's definitely some interesting stuff and and like very ambiguous and it's yeah
1: and that ambiguity is probably like the most intriguing thing about the movie right so i can understand why yeah. you know they don't want to completely explain everything
2: right and so i was kind of i think that's why i kind of got into it more as it went like in the beginning there's not so much of that you haven't quite right figured out whether or not like i mean you you can kind of put pieces together that marnie's not a real person right from the start in that yeah, she goes to the house first and it's just all dilapidated and messed and just uh, clearly abandoned. And then she keeps seeing little visions of it being this uh, fully functional, currently lived in house and goes back the next day. And it's like back to just being the, and so it's like you're, you're aware if you're paying attention to that, that something's going on there and Marnie's not, quite real whether that's not real as in an imaginary friend or a ghost or whatever what have you and that's yeah there's still something there and and as the story kept on going that that builds up steam and becomes more and more central to it It is i was kind of thinking at the point in the party where when she goes to the party in the mansion yeah. and i was kind of like okay we're we're we've, we've got the friendship thing down well let's advance to the next stage of the plot like of <laughs> like let's get going and that kind of is where it does advance on where that's kind of the yeah. last point where it's just establishing the relationship and then moves on to the actual quandaries that need solving
1: yeah, did you feel bad for the grandma when they like tied her up in that blanket yeah. or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I did. I felt yeah. so bad. I was like, oh, come on, man! It was like, oh, it's harsh. <laughs> Granny can't take that kind of abuse. <laughs> just lock her in the I room. Know, yeah. like, I felt bad. I was just like, I don't know about this Marnie girl. She's a <laughs> <Yeah>. bad influence. <laughs> yeah. Tying up grandma and stuff. I don't know.
2: Yeah, that was. That was an interesting moment where I wasn't quite sure what to feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was <kinda> like, <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, it's just going to be the, it's apparently just this kid, kid story where it's just going to have it be a fun little romp and I, I'm just going right. to have to roll with that, but <laughs> yeah, d- didn't quite feel
1: right now. <laughs> no, not, I mean, not to me. I don't know. Maybe some people out there enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You know, I don't know who's to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about uh, when Marnie was there? Um, not too much. I don't know. I'm
2: trying to think of, kind of like, I-, I will have to say that I kept thinking the story was going to be darker than it was. Oh, okay. I-, I don't know. This this must just be my own mental oddity, but I yeah. kept like expecting her to find Marnie's bones somewhere so, like there's that scene where they're in the silo and they're like fall asleep together and yeah, I, just, yeah. I just kind of expected them to find Anna just curled up with a skeleton or something oh, like, yeah, I like that. it was just like <laughs> it was like no this, this is a lot this is PG that's not it's not gonna go quite that route but I kept expecting a dead body to just turn up in a basement somewhere and it's just right. like Marnie's ghost is just haunting her the whole time and just oh, that would Suddenly be cool. turned dark. Yeah, I, I,
1: I could dig that. <laughs> I mean, I see why they didn't, but right. I, like, I just—I I, kept I, expecting it. No, but that—that that image of of them in that silo and waking up with the bones. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I was like, and because they
2: never, because
1: like the whole time
2: I was like they introduced the silo really early on and, and
1: yeah and then it doesn't really come into right so I was kind of like
2: oh this is where the climax of the film is going to be and, and it was but it was kind of like the leading up to it and there's this giant storm as they're going up to him like oh there's yeah. going to be this, this is where it's going to turn dark and creepy and there's just going to be like a freaking skeleton in there it's like they <laughs> like chopped her up into pieces and left her body buried in the silo or oh, something yeah <laughs> It's just like no, no, it doesn't go quite that dark. <laughs> it's, it's just PG. We're not gonna <laughs> not gonna go all all creepy on it. So, was... <laughs> so it defied my expectations there. I guess I sh- I should have paid more attention to the rating. I suppose.
1: <laughs> Much to the happiness of all the the children in the audience <laughs> watching the movie around the world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Suddenly turn into a horror story, like oh god!
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of kids movies or a lot of kids stories from from the olden days are kind of
2: right. There's there's a lot of a horror scary elements, elements to stuff, it, yeah. and and I've heard people you know, discussing like older Disney movies doing that too, like Sleeping Beauty or Snow White or something of having these really darker elements yeah. and things that are actually scary and frightening and bizarre and disturbing but yeah that we've kind of moved away from that i guess as a cult- like culturally or something yeah
1: i would think so. i would think i would say that not that i'm a connoisseur of a lot of kids movies right um, i mean I, I watch all the full moon kids movies but that's not necessarily
2: those i would think would actually be more likely to have a chopped up skeleton in the basement no, yeah no they have some
1: very very um un- unsavory elements <laughs> <laughs> the parents would definitely not want their children to see. No, there was a time when they were trying to revive. Moon was trying to revive um, <laughs> the Moonbeam Films, which is their right their kid thing, and they were they were re-releasing the movies into Redbox, the little oh. <laughs> DVD rental right. thing. And so I would go and get the movie from the Redbox, and then on the website you could look and see where which Redbox had it or whatever. Oh. And they also had reviews because it was a site. You know, it's okay. Web 2.0. You right. can write reviews on everything. Like everything has a comment section. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there would be like, just a barrage of one star <laughs> reviews from angry parents <laughs> and it just gave me so much joy to read their like, their comments about how their kid was <laughs> horrified there's one movie and i don't remember i think it's um the shrunken city but it could have been. i don't know There there's so many of them and they all kind of run together because they all are like a kid going into another sort of medieval land or that's like Mm -hmm. many of them but anyway there's this one that's all about um kind of like an island of dr Moreau thing where (laughs) there's all this body modification and like people being surgically turned into mutants and (laughs) there's these guys that have been like had their faces removed and and had like dog snouts put on their faces (laughs) and it's it's horrific (laughs) And it's just like a little kid's movie, other than that. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, negative comments <laughs> on that wow. one. Wow. <laughs> I just, I, I enjoy that the idea of kids being exposed <laughs> to things at the wrong age. And like, I don't know, there's something about it that just makes me smile <laughs> and laugh. It's just like, oh, yes. <laughs> that's humanity working at its finest <laughs> yeah you know i don't know i don't yeah it's just i think we mentioned it before but i don't i don't like kids being sheltered too much and definitely you know they shouldn't just be watching <laughs> whatever but
2: right they can handle things sometimes yeah, and- yeah i don't know
1: about rape scenes in a cartoon yeah that's a, like not, that's going their... a little beyond yeah. what you really
2: need but <laughs> we advanced a few more steps than necessary right. in that one But, <laughs> but you know I, i'm thinking of like like so many people who've just liked this weird horror stuff and like i mean like stephen king all the I, yeah, I know I he'd know. watch yeah. a bunch of crazy horror movies as a kid and the creepier the better and kind of stuff like that. And uh, yeah. that's Stephen King. He makes <laughs> what, probably more money than any other novelist He's... possibly on the planet.
1: Yeah, I don't I mean I don't know. I feel like James Patterson, who puts out a book yeah. every couple yeah, of may- weeks, maybe you know, he's got the little little <laughs> right. mill of right. writers. Maybe the people line.
2: who've got the whole system of yeah. automation going but just, on. But... Just in terms of
1: yeah, one guy writing a bunch of stuff, he's got to be yeah at or near the top of that yeah, of mean, that I'm, game. Yeah, I, I can't
2: think of anyone who would be more just immediately recognizable to yeah the general
1: public for years too. I mean, yeah. he's like been the guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean, I was a big fan ever since I was a little kid. I remember, because, I don't know, when I was a kid, there was a lot of, like, miniseries that were coming out. Like, the It miniseries came out on TV, and I was probably 10. Yeah, I remember staying up and watching that and just, like, having my mind blown by this, (laughs) like, crazy, scary story. And then I read the book. I mean maybe a couple of years after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that book is definitely not <laughs> not safe for kids. I mean the TV version is is maybe a little intense for little kids, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that book, I mean there's like all kinds of just wild shit in that book. Oh. Wow. So I don't know. I mean they're they're remaking the the movie or the they made making it into a feature movie in the theaters uh, yeah i think i um, heard about that yeah so i don't know how how they're going to realize it but yeah isn't there a dark tower one they're making now too yes they they yeah. just came out with the trailer i was gonna that was one of the things i was gonna ask you about um yeah i saw because you read the the series yeah yeah i read the series i wondered if you had seen the trailer
2: I I don't think I've seen the trailer. I think I just saw some like banner ad on a website or something. Okay. And I I was kind of not sure if it was Stephen King Dark Tower because it is, it, it, yes. it didn't like have his name plastered on it and I'm like why wouldn't you plaster his name on it if you yeah. were making a Stephen like that's kind of your selling point is it Stephen King. What what yeah. So I was kind of
1: I don't even know if if the if the trailer <clears throat> mentions his name. I don't know.
2: So I was kind of curious about that, if it was just like something else that happened to be named Dark Tower, or if that was actually the Stephen King Dark Tower. No,
1: it is. It's the story of the gunslinger and his uh, quest for the tower. Um, That's going to be interesting to see how that pans out.
2: Right. Maybe not good interesting, but uh, we'll find out, I suppose. I am not hopeful,
1: (laughs) but I am... That's probably going to be the movie that I break my streak of not going to the theater for. Unless oh. uh, maybe something else is before not it. Not Guardians of the Galaxy, huh? I do want to see that, but <laughs> I don't know that I care that much, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's I, re- I, mean, I love James Gunn, Troma alumni. Uh, he's great. I, I've loved every one of his movies so far. Um, what did he make? Slither super and then uh guardians of the galaxy
0: yeah
1: um i don't know though i just, just i don't know i haven't watched a trailer or anything because i don't i'd rather just be right, right exposed to it but maybe i'll break down i don't know
2: yeah i i've wound up watching a trailer simply because it was kind of unavoidable in the theater watching some other stuff and uh-huh like, I, I kind of tried, like, just plugging my ears as, like, the theater is so damn loud I could still hear it anyway. So I was like, well, this is pointless. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm still just,
1: hearing every word they're saying. That didn't help. I usually close my <laughs> eyes with, yeah. in, the, in the theater for most trailers. Some of them because they're just terrific, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God. But, Not this movie. Yeah, <laughs> but specifically with stuff that I really, like, I know I'm going to watch. Right. The, the older I get, the more it's just like I don't, I don't want to mm. know because usually they'll put like a good joke or they'll put some, some like good reveal, like, right? Like I... the, the thing that really sticks in my mind for that is the, the episode one <laughs> trailer, <laughs> where clearly episode one people don't like it. I get it, whatever. Right. And I'm not talking about that, but in the The trailer, towards the end of the first trailer that came out, Mm -hmm. they have Darth Maul and he opens up his lightsaber and it goes... And you're like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And then another side of it opens up, and right. it's like, oh fuck. And yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, people went ape because it was like, whoa, what the fuck. <laughs> and imagine if they never showed that, and that was just in the movie theater because it's a big moment. It's shot as this big reveal, right? Like, fuck, if you had never seen that, and then you just saw that in the theater, everybody going ape shit. Yeah, maybe people would have loved the movie then. <laughs> I, I don't know that it would have been yeah. enough to erase. Actually, I don't know because didn't it? get really good reviews when it first came out i don't think so maybe from a couple of people i don't know Hmm. i think ebert liked it but i don't think it got great maybe that's just what i'm thinking
2: of that like ebert gave it a good review i
1: think he gave it like three Hmm. out of four i want to say um but i i don't know (laughs) again yeah yeah. (laughs) i don't know it's a vague thing but i did used to like look at ebert's stuff a lot but yeah, I don't remember most people liking it. I I I don't know. I I don't want to get on. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Star Wars, right? Be here for hours. <laughs> that, that's true. We um, sure, sure could. But the the Dark Tower thing. So you don't know anything about the movie, what they're doing with the movie, how they're framing no. it or anything. No, no. Okay. I
2: just, just saw like one still shot that's probably totally staged for the Okay. picture rather than Well
1: then I'm not going to say anything <laughs> because there's a lot I could say and there's a lot of things that as people uh, that have both read the books um there would be a lot to hash out about how certain things might uh, come to play in the movies uh based on certain things mm. that are shown in the trailer um but I don't think right. that I want to ruin that yeah, if, the, if you're going you the know, only
2: thing I can could take away from that one little picture i saw of it. it was it looked like they were getting a black actor to do one of the major
1: roles yes idris and elba is, yeah yeah is he was the gunslinger he was in there.
2: yeah okay so he's gonna be the he gunslinger. Is, Interesting. rolling the gunslinger okay and i
1: love idris elba yeah i mean i'm and I'm, I'm all for that he is gonna be fucking perfect i love him <laughs> um Previously, when Ron Howard was gonna make the movie, a few mm. years ago, um, they were gonna have Javier Bardem. Mm. Um, you try to, do you know, who? Not that familiar is? with him? No? no. Have you seen No Country for Old Men?
2: No, no, no.
1: Okay. Well, he's a great actor. I love him. He's fantastic. Mm. He's wonderful in no country for old men he's a spanish guy Mm -hmm. and he's great but i didn't want to see him as the gunslinger because Mm. he's too like he doesn't have an edge i don't like in no country for old men he's the villain and he's fucking like frightening Mm -hmm. but it's not it it doesn't feel like uh, the right type of person for roland right he i don't know there's something about it and i don't i'm not really communicating it well but idris elba like as soon as i heard that i was like yeah i'm fucking on board
2: yeah okay yeah because it i had no idea who he was playing i just saw him in the in the banner ad, and i'm just like well that's interesting who's he playing like huh like who's and my immediate thought was just oh hollywood's trying to just change up the race just for getting their ratings or whatever or stirring up things but i was also just curious like well who is he going to play who's the character that he's going to be acting as and so yeah, yeah the gunslinger huh that's interesting I, mean, I think he can definitely pull it off i mean yeah, yeah. no definitely
1: mm. and i the thing about casting that <laughs> that the 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 story is I don't know who would be good. And <laughs> really right. in the book, the, the character is based on like, Clint Eastwood right. in Good, Bad and the Ugly. Cause that's what Stephen King has mentioned multiple times mm-hmm. when he's talking about writing the story. He wanted to write Good, Bad and the Ugly and, and Lord of the Rings like just smashed together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so obviously, like, oh, Clint Eastwood is in your brain when you're reading the book and whatever, and that's the drawings are kind of this Clint Eastwood-esque guy. Right. Um, But there's, in terms of people like that in Hollywood now, there's not really anybody that's like that that I could think of. But as soon as they said Idris Elba, I was like, oh, I could totally see him doing a version of that. Yeah, he could. he perfect. could pull off
2: that stoic badass.
1: That yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to to him in the movie. And uh other than that, I d I don't want to spoil anything for you because I'm sure um you will see it.
2: Yeah. I I will probably have to go and see it at some point. Yeah. Even if I uh don't <laughs> go to see it in theaters, it'll <laughs> it's on the watch list for someday.
1: Yeah, well <clears throat> um if for nothing else I would love for them to make more than one movie, (laughs) even if it's shitty. Right. right. I would like to see them try um, to adapt things that aren't necessarily going to be in a first movie, um, Hmm. no matter how they frame it. Because I don't know how they're going to end the movie. (laughs) Right. But there's no way that they're gonna smash it all into one movie. Yeah, that's not even possible. And if they do, uh shame on them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I don't know. <laughs> oh, they're gonna cram that in. No, and, and but... but the original when Ron Howard was gonna do it, they were gonna do I think three movies and TV seasons in between hmm. the movies. Interesting. Um, and I don't know if that's that's still like part of the plan or not like hbo series or something where they could go uh r right. rated but i don't even know that the movie is r rated honest i think it's i don't know if i saw a rating but yeah. i want to say that they're going pg13 which is wrong right it's <laughs> for for the dark the, towers kind of r rated yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit <laughs> <laughs> definitely needs that but i don't know yeah. Anyway,
2: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think like, I mean, how could you pull Dark Tower off in PG-13 and, and still yeah, give it the same vibe? And I mean, I guess the Dark Knight pulled off what was basically R-rated in a PG-13. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll say if if Hollywood's good at doing anything, it, it's towing that line, right? like get, getting <laughs> right up to the edge of R That's without true. quite crossing it. So yeah. maybe they'll find some clever ways to get in the more uh, disturbing content
1: without crossing I, into R. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. I, I Again, I have a lot to say, <laughs> but I'm going to not say it. I'm um, yeah, I, I kind
2: of interested because... I haven't read the comic book adaptation of it, but I've, I've I I poked yeah. around a little bit in it, and it seemed like it was starting off with uh, just chronologically going through it, whereas it, with stuff that was in a flashback in the books,
1: yeah, I think th- if I remember right, the first comic books that they put out were an adaptation of Wizard and Glass,
2: right, and kind of like going back to Roland as right. a young guy, right, and that seemed to be where they were starting the story for that. Yeah, so and then wondering... I know that
1: that later cuz I stopped reading the comics at some point. Right. Later they adapted things that were never written about in the book but were talked about. Mm. So so directly experiencing
2: things they only mentioned. Yeah, and, if I
1: remember right, there is a battle where Roland loses gunslingers at Jericho Hill, if I am remembering this correctly.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was ever really and done in the books that's, per se. Yeah, it was they like they it don't was mentioned. show that, but they talk right. about it a
1: lot. Yeah, And there's comics of that. Oh, okay. And so there mm. may have been more. I didn't really keep up on it past right. that because um, I wasn't too into the comics per se mm. um i still have i think i well maybe i I don't know if i sold them or not anyway if you want to read them i think i have some
2: yeah well <laughs> not sure i was that interested right. I, mean, I was just like oh those dark tower comics yeah. yeah i just kind of looked at them flipped through the ones that were there
1: at the library and just went oh eh. <laughs> and put it back on the shelf. Like, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the art <laughs> in those. They're not. It's not bad art, but it's not anything that really like captured my attention, or I thought really like captured the feel of the books. Uh, uh, per- yeah, perfectly. I was just.
2: I think I was just kind of thinking. Well, I've read the books. I don't really need to go into seeing it in a different medium. Yeah, it's like I'm. I'm fine with the books. I don't really need to go beyond. But
1: right well now they're taking it into movie land In movie land yeah
2: yeah I mean, at least that's just like two hours maybe two and a half or something that, yeah whereas the comic books would have been a rather
1: hefty investment it to is, go through yeah, all of that it is more of an, a commitment but
2: yeah it kind of uh it did kind of remind me how you were saying that like you kind of wanted to see it just even if it's shitty just to see what they're doing and yeah i that would like kind to of, see it play out that kind of reminds me of when the lord of the ring movies were coming out with peter jackson and uh-huh. I, I, I was talking to my brother about it and i was like yeah like e- even if they suck i still just I, I should just go and see them just to see what's going on with it and so yeah it's kind of like so that kind of i suppose is the feeling with the dark towers,
1: <laughs> yeah that, that let's see what
2: even if it sucks i kind of like
1: what what's going on here i definitely want to see it in the theater just in in some way to support it yeah just because i'm a fan even though i never really wanted a movie <laughs> version of it um despite yeah. it being very cinematic and lending yeah. itself to a, a broad cinematic canvas i think it could work well mm-hmm. if done right but i don't know that it can work well in a couple of hollywood movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: maybe need something else to handle it properly but, yeah but um
1: but yeah I, I don't
2: i don't know might surprise us peter jackson did good with lord of the rings so
1: yeah but peter jackson is not making <laughs> yeah but that's peter jackson <laughs> this yeah. dark tower movie <laughs> right and when i heard that peter jackson was making lord of the rings i was already a fan of his horror movies mm. and so i was already like okay this dude making an effects heavy movie i've seen him make effects heavy horror movies and they're fucking great Mm. i can see this and i was very excited for it
2: so i think lord of the rings was the first peter jackson film i ever saw so yeah that's most people jumped on there yeah yeah, i I just didn't know about him beforehand and
1: yeah i mean you'd have to be pretty like deep into horror stuff right um because none of that stuff was very popular i mean yeah Heavenly Creatures came out before that, and that was his, like, bridge movie into America, Mm -hmm. because it's not horror, but anyway. I don't know who's directing this this Dark Tower movie, to be honest, Mm -hmm. and I remember looking and being like, (laughs) but I don't remember who it is or what they've made or anything like that, so I can't offer any kind of... (laughs) a <laughs> yeah, reason why to not be, get excited for it. But I will say that I saw the trailer, I watched it twice, and I have mixed feelings. <laughs> and a couple of months ago, there was a leaked trailer where um, there was unfinished effects work. Ooh, <laughs> And so there's a lot of green screen stuff still in, and it was... in a, it was a different trailer than the one that they eventually put out right and that version with the with the unfinished effects made me more um excited <laughs> <laughs> like cuz it showed different things that fired my imagination whereas the current trailer that's out is a lot more safe Like, Mm. I think it's playing to people who don't know what the hell Dark Tower is. Right. And so I hope that the movie is a little more.
2: Yeah, I'm wondering if that's why they haven't plastered Stephen King's name all over it, is that it's not horror, and that's kind of what he's known for. Like, you think Stephen King, and you think, oh, it's going to be a horror movie. But while Dark Tower can be kind of dark and grim, it's not horror ever really I mean, it's they, they not might have little moments of not it. not
1: the but, genre but there's definitely big time elements that come in throughout i think yeah, and it's i mean
2: i don't know because i kind of just think of it as fantasy
1: it's with very a, with yeah. a western vibe to it right but there's also mm-hmm. i mean there's definite horror elements because of stephen king's love of that and there's definite yeah. like sci-fi elements and just um, it's like just a smash-up of everything. Yeah, and that's why and I love like it of, so much.
2: And since it ties into so many of his novels, it yeah. does tie directly into the horror genre in that way. And it, it yes, ties yes. like directly into, like, which ones? Like, Salem's Lot, I know, was... Yeah. One. No, I always the forget stand. about that one. Yeah. Later. yeah, The
1: Stand gets uh, <clears throat> a little nod. Yeah. In I remember telling my friend who has not read the the novels... When I read um, *Wizard and Glass*, there's one like <laughs> sentence that basically informs you that the stand is connected (laughs) and i remember being like holy shit in one sentence he fucking blew my mind (laughs) and i just remember like telling my friend about it how like amazing the one sentence could be because it just like blew this whole stephen king universe into like wow it's like so much so much bigger than i thought it was (laughs) uh but yeah i mean tons and tons of his books insomnia is really tied in yeah, I've noticed. I fucking love insomnia, and that people don't like that generally. Hmm. Um, but that's tied in it by way of insomnia is tied in, um, and maybe other ways that I don't remember. All like most of his books, it's like Dark Tower is like this thing in the right. middle, and all of his this right. universe spins and out from that. I
2: I remember hearing that before reading them and wondering like, well, what does that mean? And especially cuz it's like this fantasy novel that doesn't yeah. really have any obvious relation to the modern day per, you know or that you would expect a Stephen King book right. to take place in so I was like how how does this connect to everything how is this his hub of everything yeah. he's ever done so it was kind of interesting seeing it when I was reading the books realizing how it connected to things in even things I'd never read because I've not read a whole lot of Stephen King outside of Dark Tower. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Most people read everything of his, but Dark Tower, and I'm like yeah, the opposite. No, I've... <laughs> I, I've run
1: into a few Stephen King fans that hate the Dark Tower or refuse to read it or whatever, mm-hmm. but they love all of his other stuff. And it's like if you love all of his other stuff but you don't like Dark Tower, I feel like you kind of don't get Stephen King because that is such like the perfect Stephen King book to me hmm. the story like it's it's everything Stephen King could be in one story it's it's i love it it's so great yeah it's... did you read the the novel he put out like the side novel oh yeah 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 it was like
2: the key in the or the keyhole yeah, and something like, that, yeah. like yeah. The, something about winds and yeah, key yeah, yeah 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 you yeah. did
1: okay i didn't read that one so um yeah i liked right. that one yeah, so, yeah. that
2: was okay. that was good it kind of takes place I guess, um, right in between a couple of the books. Okay. Like it's kind of, they're basically the book they're, they're in one of their journeys, just journeying to or from somewhere and they get holed up in a storm. And so like, Oh, well, let's pass the night telling stories. <laughs> oh. Okay. So cool. Roland just tells another story of adventure. Oh, and, wow. and so it's like, Oh, well, great.
1: So <laughs> well, shit! I'm going to have to read
2: that. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did you read the short? short ish thing and everything's eventual the little sisters of alluria
2: no i don't think i've read that
1: one. Oh fuck you got that shit is dope <laughs> it's and good um, if you haven't read it definitely yeah, <laughs> I um, thumbs up <laughs> i'll have to good. track that down why I haven't it, you can borrow it if you want. oh well uh, <laughs> there you go <laughs> i i guess i will that sounds great yeah <laughs> all right well dark tower um uh it comes out in august i think it was supposed to Mm. come out already it was supposed to be out um in the end of january or february but then they pushed it back Mm. to july and then they pushed it back again Mm. to august that's what i most recently heard um so it's a big summer movie now yeah well it's uh got trailers out so
2: they've probably settled on that one i don't think it'll move too far yeah from no there I, anymore. I think it's
1: pretty sucked in to august yeah. so hopefully it does well yeah, i would like to see more hopefully they um, did
2: actually finish it and aren't just you know throw it up throw it up there with those green unfinished right. green screen effects like they, we never finished them we just we needed another <laughs> year and they said no
1: stop pushing the date back and so here you go <laughs> Uh, I, there's part of me that would like, that would enjoy that. <laughs> Speaking of full moon kids movies, there's one where they just left in green screen things, <laughs> and it's a uh, it's a movie where they used footage from another movie, and in <laughs> in the the other movie they used the green screen and they put in the right they put in like the space stuff out of the oh. windows, and then in the next movie it's just green. <laughs> great stuff they put in the footage without the yeah they're just like whatever fuck it it." who cares (laughs) wow
2: looks like they get a lot of loving attention in the editing department yeah yeah yeah, they don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the only time i've ever seen that i think but
2: uh yeah it's kind of odd that yeah um what was that eyes of the dragon that was the that Dark is, Tower is, related that that is book also, that, yeah. that I actually have read. I think that's the only related book of his that isn't actually a part of the Dark Tower series that I've read that is specifically related okay, to it. Okay, And so it's kind of weird because it's Randall Flagg is yes. the villain and it's i think he's most like isn't he the villain of the stand right he is also the
1: villain of the stand
2: and so it's kind of like we're like i primarily recognize him now from eyes of the dragon rather than the stand okay. which is kind of weird well have you read the Stand? <laughs> i have not read the stand fucking stand i is have seen the tv miniseries okay. of it so i kind of like know the story kind of yeah and i i trying to remember if i ever saw it more because re- i saw it like when high school or something and have the- and i think i must have saw it more recently because i have more vivid memories of it than okay i must have like seen it on netflix or something it, Go, it oh, was that! yeah i no,
1: remember that it was, that. It was on that. netflix um a while ago that, i i read the book again maybe two years ago and it was on netflix and i rewatched the miniseries hmm. directly after uh, <clears throat> reading the book uh hmm. it's a fair adaptation yeah, for, um, for taking a yeah, what
2: thousand-page book yeah, and turning it yeah. into like two hours or something. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a big it's,
1: miniseries. It's probably it bigger. Than,
2: yeah, each episode was like an hour, was it? Fuck, I don't know. It's
1: probably because I think it was just like four episodes, hours, right, or something like hmm. that. It's a, it's a good good chunk of time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a fair adaptation. Definitely doesn't go into the R-rated territory, as you would expect a TV right, right. miniseries <laughs> not to do. But, um. Yeah, definitely that's one to read. Um, what else? Stephen King is good. It is it's fantastic. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could just name yeah, Stephen Yeah, just... G, just well, here's his, here's his, his bibliography. Re- yeah, no, this I, is uh, think, all the good stuff. <laughs> I think pretty much I like mo- uh, everything I've ever read. I didn't really like Cujo, but I'm going to reread that fairly yeah, I think I tr-
2: I think I tried reading that a while back, and I got about halfway through and was kind of like, uh, all right, I'm done. Yeah, but... So I'm kind of, I've been kind of hit or miss with Stephen King at times. But, oh man, yeah, no, I. But I. That being said, I, like I've I've not tried a lot. That's like from a very small sample size.
1: Yeah. Like I think. Have you read Salem's Lot? No. Fucking Salem's <laughs> Lot. I'm is thinking. Dope.
2: Pretty much the only Stephen King thing I've read that we haven't talked about yet was Langoliers. Oh, um, I haven't read that. And that was more like. I guess that was a novella. It wasn't yeah, a proper length novel. Yeah, it's in four past novel.
1: midnight. I think.
2: Yeah, and but then with Stephen King novels, it's kind of hard to say. Like, was it just a short novel for Stephen King, or was it actually a novella? I can't remember. But, no,
1: it's in the book with four things. But yeah, it's probably yeah, there was like still like two hundred pages or something.
2: Yeah, I kind of. I got, yeah, it was in some collection, and I can't remember if I read the, the other three in it or not yeah part of know. me wants to say i must have because why would i have just read langoliers and then just like right without reading the others but another part of me like i can't remember a single th- a thing of other- that was in it other than langoliers so maybe i didn't
1: i haven't but. read the book so i can't tell you what else is in there but um but yeah I, rem- I don't know i don't I know remember if it was kind
2: it. of okay and then there was like the tv movie of it and i was like okay let's I, I think I, w- I that was much more in my like. Actually, I don't even know that I was in high school yet when I read that and watched the movie. Uh-huh. So,
1: yeah, I remember the movie, and I remember I hadn't I haven't read the book, so I I was said, well, I'll just watch the the miniseries. You know, I don't need mm. to read the book. But that was during my years of like I was really into reading his stuff, and so I watched, I don't know, maybe the first twenty minutes and. Mm the setup of it was so like, oh shit, this is a dope Stephen King story. <laughs> I gotta read this. I can't watch this shitty version.
2: <laughs> I just remember mostly that um I was at this younger point in my life where I was I was very like upset about changes in the adaptation. And okay. <laughs> so I was like, like what are they doing? That's like it that didn't happen in the book. <laughs> like, like that that's wrong. It wasn't in the book. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I kind of don't think I would be as upset with it anymore as I was at the time when I was youthful 13 or 14 year old or whatever the hell I was. So
1: I remember there being weird CG and I remember being angry about that at the time (laughs) and I feel like I would enjoy it's shittiness. yeah i think you would now
2: it's like it's really sh- it's like shitty yeah. to the point where you can't be upset at it anymore yeah well it's, it's just
1: it, it's early in yeah, the cg really life cycle CG stuff. and yeah. it's a tv movie so they didn't yeah, pump much money super into it.
2: low quality cg <laughs> on those things there
1: if, if i remember right there's some shitty cg at the end of the stand uh the miniseries but i i I don't remember any cg in it i liked it because it's fucking stupid looking (laughs) but it's it accurately kind of uh reflects what (laughs) the book ending is um which a lot of people don't like Mm. but a lot of people don't like stephen king endings and i traditionally like them regardless yeah
2: i I thought the stand ending for the series anyway was fine i kind of kind of liked that it worked so yeah
1: A lot of people don't like it because it's uh, sort of just uh, the deus ex ex machina sort of thing where, you know, they feel like Stephen King is, you know, just tying things up as a writer
2: i guess i can kind of see that but at the same time that's half the point of the stand is that all of this is a literal deus ex machina that god himself is directing all of this so it's kind of like how would that not be ended by a deus Ex Machina? like i
1: don't see any other way to do it that's kind of how i felt about it and i didn't understand how people Who read the book didn't kind of get that but yeah i kind of (laughs) there you go i kind of have a tendency like when people say like
2: oh the ending sucked that kind of makes me want to watch it or read it more because it's like sometimes i think people just like sometimes i just like endings that people hate so
1: (gasps) did you happen to read cell um the zombie oh, yeah. Cell oh yeah, phone book. yeah that one how could i forget that one i love that one <laughs> that book is fucking great and a lot of people when it came out said the ending was a piece of shit oh, and i don't remember what the ending is but i remember like finishing the book and saying that's one of his best fucking endings <laughs> it's a brilliant ending and i don't I, remember what it is now but
2: i i guess i can see that like, because
1: it doesn't quite end per se but it definitely it, ends like ambiguously where like you yeah. know what's gonna happen but it cuts off before that scene or it's, whatever
2: yeah it's kind of like i kind of remember the ending being like all right we we saved rhode island now now we've got the other 50 states in the rest of the world to say like it was kind of like that so i guess that's it wasn't conclusively ending the zombie apocalypse i guess and or conclusively dealing with it and i i can see that that up would upset people but at the same time it was like well what do you want him to do? Write a 20-book story right, on this? Exactly. Oh, like, you got to call it
1: quit somewhere. Yeah, no, I would much rather have Stephen King write a one-book zombie <laughs> thing than to spend the rest of his life doing some sprawling zombie epic, because, you know... I mean, he has too many ideas to yeah, sort I mean, of sit around doing We've already that.
2: got Dark Tower. What do we need another massive
1: sprawling epic for? Yeah. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, I loved Cell. That was a great book. That is, yeah. It's, I'm glad you agree because I mm-hmm. thought it was absolutely one of his best, like yeah, modern I mean. books. And I, I, I don't remember what I had read around that time where I thought like, oh, he's kind of losing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know because I had uh, I haven't read most of the books that are newer. Mm. Um, except yeah, the short I was story just ones.
2: Like Flying psychic zombies! What the fr- like? How can what? Do you, how can you not love this? It's exactly. flying psychic zombies.
1: I never would have come up with that—not in a million years. Yeah, like- and to start it off <laughs> with the cell phone thing, where you think like, "Oh yeah, cell phone zombies." Like, okay, I can get that, and he'll just go on a sort of Romero journey <laughs> from that. But it just branches out so yeah, far it, from that.
2: It it does. It it does a really good job of of fleshing yeah. out the zombies and doing interesting things with them so it's a
1: fucking great book yeah oh i just i love stephen king i could talk about stephen king forever (laughs) absolutely my favorite writer ever since i was probably 12 or 13 or something i Mm. I love him well i don't know i've been going for a while yeah I, i think
2: we uh outdid when Marnie was there talking about Stephen King. So. Yeah, probably. it uh, be a <laughs> like, co-feature <there's>, there. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, the podcast about Marnie and me featuring more yeah, Dark, Dark Tower conversations.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I think we'll call it here. Um, I, uh, if you have any feedback <laughs> about Stephen King or, or Studio Ghibli or Marnie or anything like that, Not the Hitchcock movie, Marnie, but the (laughs) Ghibli movie, When Marnie Was There. Um, Send it in, and uh, maybe we can read it and react to it uh, live on tape.
2: Mm. Uh, (laughs) Live on tape. We'll send you the VHS. We can can do a
1: a charade (laughs) in audio form.
2: Uh, (laughs) Uh, You know what we forgot last time was to recap what you're going to post next yeah no i i I, I think my presence distracted you from that
1: yeah definitely so what uh what do i have coming up i have a review of the full moon kids movie dragon world um about uh, a a kid who goes to scotland (laughs) Uh, speaking of kids who, who enter a new world <laughs> and have to readjust, uh, this kid has his his parents are killed, <laughs> and he goes to Scotland to live with his grandparents, or his grandfather, and uh, hey, there's a dragon. <laughs> All right, so, uh, sounds uh, so, like a kid's so, movie yeah.
2: there with murdered parents. And... So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a
1: full moon kid's movie. Um, so there's a Dragon there and uh, Dragon World And then I also have a review of the Full Moon movie The Taxi Driver uh, Which came out about a year before Scorsese's Taxi Driver <laughs> Yeah, I was about to mention that Like, oh <laughs> Yes like, that, that one, I didn't know full, full Moon was in on that one <laughs> No, it's Well, did I say Full Moon? I meant uh, Shaw Brothers oh. It's a Shaw Brothers movie starring uh, David Cheng. And, uh, yeah so I have that, and then you uh, you have a review yourself. Uh, yes,
2: for a more recent anime film called Harmony. That uh, It's apparently an adaptation of a book, not of a manga or a TV series. So. A Japanese book? Um, yeah, I believe so. It seems to be like it was a book written by committee or something. The copyright seems to be what? owned by a company rather than a person, what? so I'm not sure what's going on with it. Huh. There seems to be trilogy of anime that this is involved in uh there's another one that's something about frankenstein so how this fits in with harmony i don't know but i'm going to have to track that one down now cuz it's some trilogy called project ito i believe and huh. the third one i don't think has come out yet so it's, and it's in production
1: three movies
2: i think they're movies harmony definitely is a movie and i think it's like Empire of Corpses, I think is the one that's Frankenstein related. Empire
1: of Corpses. Now that's a title. Yeah. Sign me up. I'm going to have to
2: track that one down to give that one a review. Yeah. Um, I speaking, think I, of,
1: speaking of titles, when Marnie was there, there's a reason why I waited a couple of years to see it. <laughs> and I don't know why you waited, but I definitely was like, oh, when Marnie was there, I don't know. I guess I'll watch it <laughs> eventually. And then, yeah, and then you gave me the push and we watched it but yeah
2: i i think i just i would, i went to best buy or something one day and i saw that and only yesterday just on the show i'm like oh the latest ghibli stuff i, I should get that because i have ghibli stuff and, okay, then, okay. and then i just like put it on my shelf and it just kind of sat there for like a year yeah. i'm just like i should watch that someday <laughs> like, and then there was just other stuff mm-hmm. that wound up getting prioritized sooner
1: and it just kept staring at me like okay. come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's seen it's a title that you kind of push off at least for me. Yeah. But Empire of Corpses, <laughs> yeah, that's one that uh, rises to the top.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to track that down now. Jesus I, Christ! I, I think I saw that at Best Buy when I got Harmony, and I was oh, just okay. like, so it was like already. wavering with like, what should I buy? And I, I wound up getting Harmony, but
1: and Harmony is the first in this. Um, I think it's probably
2: trilogy? the second. So I think Empire of Corpses went first. So I, I totally screwed that oh, one well. up. Yeah, you um, like to watch that order. I was
1: all,
2: or? I, when I saw it uh, at best by i was thinking empire of corpses was a series and um, i wasn't quite ready to just blind by a whole series but okay. now that i've seen harmony and know that they're supposedly connected maybe it's actually a movie so i'm gonna have to uh, look into that a little more but weird yeah so we'll we'll see how that goes and all right and harmony actually has a non-japanese director which is weird it's michael arias <laughs> holy shit who he did another anime film before he did tech on
1: I Yeah, you reviewed that.
2: Yeah, I reviewed that one before. So I've seen that. I think that's the only other film he's done directing on. And I think at the time I was just like, "What the hell is this guy doing directing an anime?" Yeah, and kind of looked weird. into him a bit more. And it's like the biggest thing he was known for was the Back to the Future ride at Universal Studios. He had designed that or something. And I'm like, "What oh, the wow. hell? Like, I've, like I don't know what to expect from this guy. It's like, where, wow. where is this he coming from?" But directed that, or just I'd, put it together or something. I'm oh. not sure. It's like he's he was apparently pretty important in designing it though so that was well
1: there's like a lot of model work and like stop motion and i don't know if that you would call it animation i mean i guess stop uh, stop motion is definitely animation but like the whole thing is not animated it's there's filmed elements and models and all kinds of right things. have you you've been on the ride right back in the day
2: um no i don't think no? so. i don't think i've ever been to universal studios at all Holy i think shit. I, I think oh, i've missed man. out on that you whenever
1: missed out yeah yeah
2: i because I, that shit's gone i think now. the only theme park i ever really went to was just magic mountain oh fuck
1: man Ah, oh, you missed out the, the good old days of uh, universal studios they had In the 80s, um, when I was a kid, they had the, um, they didn't have Back to the Future. That came a little bit later, but they had the live action shows were the big thing. And Mm. they, I think they still have a few now, but like when I was a kid, they had the Star Trek Next Generation live action show.
0: Mm. They
1: had work, they, they brought people from the audience in and they like beamed them into the 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 (laughs) set and they had like they gave them these styrofoam rocks to like bash klingons and shit (laughs) it was fucking great and then they had a live action show of conan um where this big fucking animatronic dragon came out from under the stage at the end and he fucking fought this dragon oh that sounds Damn. Now, uh, now i wish i had gone it, it oh, was cause I, I never knew any of that it shit was existed. fucking amazing <laughs> it was one of the, my favorite things ever as a kid and wow. I, I saw it a couple times because my grandparents took me when i would go down there because hmm. they lived in burbank and uh they had that and that that had m- new music written for it by uh basil polidorus i think that's how you say his name i don't know he anyway he did the score for the conan movie um just fucking great music pumping out at you yeah, yeah Conan it was, soundtrack it is was awesome fucking great it was probably about 20 minutes and he's just fighting all these fucking <laughs> dudes and i don't know it was dope i wish wow. there was a, a video of it yeah um yeah that, i would watch that yeah. that sounds amazing <laughs> it was fucking great and and i should look on youtube maybe it's on maybe, there maybe somebody recorded it yeah but they they had a bunch of live shows they had that they had the the wild west show uh which i think is still there they had the miami vice show which has been reskinned into the water world show <laughs> that is still hmm. there if i remember right all these fucking great live shows and so like all the live shows had like the Miami Vice show had all these explosions (laughs) and there was a water set so there was boats and boats were fucking exploding and (laughs) they had like all this shit rigged up for oil drums were like (laughs) shooting into the water and just dudes doing all these high falls into the water and uh, just great like live stunts and shit just uh, the kind of thing that I don't know if like kids now would appreciate it because everything is so like CG and movies. So it's like, I don't know that the, the, the reality really uh, hits home in the same way. But, um, yeah, there was great memory. I love that shit when I was a kid
2: yeah I think when I was a kid, I didn't even know Universal Studios was a theme park. Oh, I just man. thought it made movies. And it was just like I just uh, I had it, no it idea was it was so
1: fun. It was the best. And the fucking tram ride had a, like a Battlestar Galactica thing that you went inside and you were like on the fucking bridge of the ship. And I don't remember anything about it, but I used to watch it when I was a kid. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was a kid, it was just like amazing. but I don't remember like anything about it now. <laughs> cause um I, what else was there there was like the King Kong thing and that's burned down and they
2: nah.
1: they redid it with fucking Peter Jackson like directed something and now it's just <laughs> screens all around you uh. and you put on 3D glasses but it used to be a big giant animatronic fucking King Kong <laughs> that was like shaking this bridge that your tram was on and the whole fucking thing would <laughs> would rock wow it was so dope <laughs> and the king kong was like the size of the tram like his fucking head was <laughs> gigantic it was so cool and it fucking burnt down like uh, maybe like 2005 or 2006 or something it was so cool so fucking cool ah yeah that, it just oh man i love i love I, I missed Studios. out jeez. yeah I had,
2: I had no idea what i was missing <laughs>
1: They have the on the Back to the Future Blu-ray they put the ride, like the video of the ride. So if you if you watch that and you just kinda rock your seat, rock your chair in time you with can it. kinda get the, the feeling of, of being there, but <laughs> uh, that's the only like thing that I know that they've officially released of like to to commemorate one of the rides that's not there anymore. Hmm. But uh I don't. They used to have the ET ride. That's gone now. That was that was. I only went on that once as I, when I was older, hmm. so I don't have an affection for that. But I I do love ET. Anyway, I mean, I fucking love <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Jurassic Park ride. That was later again, but yeah, what fucking about? super fun. T Rex coming in at you, big yeah. animatronic head biting you and <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I I, I see, love that shit.
2: See, uh, and I always thought of theme parks as just being roller coasters. I, I didn't think there was uh, no. anything else I mean, to it.
1: Magic Mountain's dope. I I love Magic Mountain, but uh there's I don't know. The Universal has like this deep place in my heart because mm. <laughs> it it was like that time when movies where movie magic still was like a thing right where they talked about movie magic and they had They had a a live show there called Movie Magic where they explained special effects and they showed like they had a blue screen where they showed the like how they did Superman flying and they like put a kid on the thing where he was flying and they had like a little bike for E.T. where they put a kid on the bike and they showed you like (laughs) flying over the moon and shit. And so like being able to see that those special effects like oh this is just like oh people have figured out a way to like make this thing and it's like human ingenuity i don't know it really like imprinted on my brain Um, and I'm, I doubt they have that now because now it's, what are they going to show? I don't know. A bunch of computer people just clicking (laughs) away, you know, here's the show. It's just this cubicle with all the computers. All right. Uh, (laughs) They're working on the animation. It's going to take four days to render. So, you know, you're not really going to see much, but (laughs) But here's, there's the wireframe of what they're working with. (laughs) Anyway, uh, i don't know but anyway movie magic was a thing so the the movie magic was then translated into rides and tram exhibits and all kinds of things that like really brought it to life Hmm. and i don't know that that like it would have the same effect on people now that it did on like kids that experienced that i don't know i mean i feel that way about everything but i think every generation feels that way
2: I think any kid would kind of be excited to just be on some bike or something, and then look over on the screen and they're flying through the freaking air over there. So I, th- right. I think that would kind of appeal to That's anyone. That's true. That's true. At if least in that sense. That, yeah. yeah. I,
1: don't know. But, I just I don't know the, the 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 like there was a part on the tram where they they had the. The river that they used to film Ten Commandments in the '50s, oh wow! And it's in the movie. It's this big fucking. The river parts, and mm. it's this big wall of water that they filmed in slow motion, and it looks like this gigantic thing, but it's actually just this little thing that's about a foot deep. <laughs> and they they put the road there so the the tram can, like parts the waters, <laughs> and the tram can drive through the river, and you kind of. Uh, go down in the water's like at your left. Maybe it is deeper than just a foot, but I remember being able to look over and you could see like the water and stuff. um, Like that kind of, I don't know. It's like, is that impressive still? <laughs> Maybe to a little kid. I don't know. Maybe I'm selling kids short. I don't know. I like to complain about little kids <laughs> a lot. So. Because you know so many of them, right? Yes, I, I know one or two and it's like... I shake my fist at the rest of them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I should give them a break. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, that's the show. Yeah. <laughs> Got a last minute tangent in there. Yeah. So. Uh, until next time, uh, adios. Um, Bye.
0: I told me to be
2: Difficulties are entertaining, eh?
1: <laughs> All right, whatever. So... I it.